if the Missouri offense shows up on Saturday, it will have a really good chance to win against South Carolina. But do I think that's actually going to happen? And does Andrew Lyon of Locked On Gamecocks think it's going to happen too? Well, let's find out. Coming up right now on this special crossover edition of Locked On Mizzou. You are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special crossover edition show between the Locked On Gamecocks and Locked On Mizzou podcast, where we cover your team's Every single day. Both shows are free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast daily. I'm here with Locked On Mizzou host John Miller to talk about what has been quite the close contest between both his teams now for the last several years. And John, it is sure to be another tight one based on the fans have this dive into all of that and more on today's crossover show. But before we get into all of that, want to let y'all know that today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. So, John, obviously coming into this game, South Carolina, Missouri, both probably want a victory here for a variety of different reasons. For South Carolina's end, the biggest story for the Gamecocks coming into this game is the fact that they're kind of sitting in unfamiliar territory right now, at least compared to what they where they have been for like the last couple of years. Because as of right now, of course, South Carolina is riding high off of a four-game winning streak for the first time since 2013, nine years ago now, when this man was the head coach of the program. And they're also ranked for the first time since 2008. So they've been breaking a lot of streaks recently. And what I'm watching for in that regard is sort of you know, will the heightened expectations affect how the Gamecocks approach these upcoming games? And this one in particular against Missouri. Again, one that has been quite close. Closer than a lot of people would realize that were maybe outside of both fan bases. And obviously you wonder, you know, are they going to falter because of the heightened expectations? Or are they going to get a little bit high and mighty? Maybe they're going to think that they can just waltz into the stadium and just walk out of there with an easy victory. And that's sort of an issue that comes with success. But obviously, I know Missouri's got a lot going on on their end as well. So, John, what's the biggest storyline that you're watching for on the Tigers and heading into this matchup? Well, everybody's talking about the quarterback position, but really it should just be about the offense in general for Missouri. The defense has been much, much improved for the Tigers this season, and I'm sure we'll talk about the total in this ball game later. We get into a little more over at betonline.net. But I just think it's surprising in year three here that with Missouri and Eli Drinkwitz that they haven't found a more consistent offense, whether you want to put it on the quarterback, which I definitely think you can to some extent. The offensive line has been very, very inconsistent, has struggled with communication, I think, beyond just actual physicality, size, that kind of deal. So to me, it's the Missouri offense. Can they score enough points, especially on the road and what promises to be a pretty wild atmosphere, I'm sure, in Columbia, South Carolina? Can Missouri handle that? I, I'm, not, I'm not convinced that they can, but at the same time, 
that defense is good enough to keep them in any ball game. Right, absolutely. And, you know, John, it's funny that you mentioned offense because, quite honestly, South Carolina, for the most part, has seen their struggles take place this season also on the offensive side of the ball. And the issue on South Carolina's side of things, and, you know, you might feel the same way about Missouri to a certain extent, is that the fan base kind of feels like that this staff hasn't exactly gotten the most out of the talent on that side of the ball. I mean, obviously, the biggest headline this entire offseason for South Carolina regurgitated by everybody was they got Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma. They got his buddy in Austin Stockner from Oklahoma. And of course, they also got a couple of the nice pieces as well, especially Antoine Wells out of James Madison up in Virginia. So, you know, South Carolina coming into this season, they had some high expectations on that side of the ball, despite the fact that there was a lot of struggles there last year. And I think a lot of people sort of chalk that up to, well, it's your first year under a new coaching staff. They're implementing a pro-style type offense, obviously offense that is going to have complex terminology to compare to most college offenses. And so, you know, you look at all of that and you see these games play out in this exact way. South Carolina will have opportunities at the start of games to really get ahead of their opponent. Last week, they were able to do so against Texas A&M, which quite honestly, bucked the trend of it being the opposite way, where South Carolina would get chances, but they wouldn't be able to capitalize on that. And because of it, it would be a close ball game at halftime against whatever opponent they were facing. They they haven't played a complete four quarters of football yet. And so in terms of offense, yeah, you know, again, we're going to talk about this later on in terms of where betting or excuse me, where bet online has everything set in terms of the over-under and everything. But this is shaping up to be a defensive battle in my eyes heading matchup. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And, uh, you know, I've, held, I've been on quite the hot streak betting on Missouri under the total this season. And I was saying on my show, uh, the law of, of diminishing returns is undefeated, but I think I'm going to push my luck one more week against South Carolina here. So, so I totally, I totally agree with you. And interestingly enough, you said, obviously, the Aggies spotted South Carolina a 17-0 lead basically five minutes into that ball game, maybe a little less even. Interestingly enough, Missouri, unfortunately, on the road, spotted Kansas State a lead, and, and they could never recover. And also against Auburn and Florida, spotted them a couple leads too. Missouri eventually found their footing, nearly won both of those ball games, in particular the Auburn game they completely gave away a couple times at the end. So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting because you said South Carolina hasn't played a complete ball game yet. Well, Missouri hasn't had either. And what's interesting to me about this game is South Carolina is the team that seemingly has all the momentum. They're 25th in the country, feeling good about themselves. Like you said, first time since 18 they've been ranked, longest winning streak since 13. By the way, those 18 and 13 Missouri South Carolina games very memorable so who knows we could be in line for another one that's for darn sure oh yeah absolutely and, you know you look at the series history between both of these teams just to put this in context for those of you who might not be a South Carolina Missouri fan but you're watching this show today or listening to today's show on an audio podcast app five of the 10 matchups Five of the last 10 matchups that South Carolina Missouri have played have been decided by seven points or less, seven of them by 14 points or less. And in terms of who has the most wins out of the last 10 matchups, it's split right down the middle. Five wins for South Carolina, five wins for Missouri. So, and the funny thing about this matchup, and John, you 
my again, you might agree with these sentiments here is it kind of feels like this is one of these games where both fan bases feel like that their team should always have the upper hand over the opponent. And it's it's a very odd dynamic, honestly, in terms of this series. And it's kind of turned a bit of a rivalry, honestly, you know, not just on the football field, but in other sports as well, because, you know, it does seem to me like you know both of these schools again they, they feel like that they should always you know South Carolina should always be higher than Missouri Missouri right. should always be higher than South Carolina right. and so when you get a dynamic like that it just adds a little bit extra fuel to the fire when you see these matchups take place in the fall and obviously there's going to be a lot of key matchups that are going to play a big part in this game on Saturday afternoon in Williams Bryce and John and I are going to talk about all of that in just a few moments but John, I say, you know, I talked about um, Byron Black Madness for South Carolina, which is taking place later tonight. And I mentioned how, you know, whenever I go out to play basketball with my buddies, you know, I all up a real big sweat. I look like I basically jumped by a lake and then walked out and just came back home. And honestly, I thought about it more since then. That's the same if I just go out for a brisk walk and don't even dare, you know, think about the fact, you know, if I go to take a flight of stairs, it's even worse then. So the point is, some people just deal with that inherently and, you know, especially excessive underarm sweat. And there are some people who even have to go to the point where they have to use maxi pads in order to try to soak all that up. But if you have that issue, we have the solution for you in sweat block, which has changed the game for a lot of different people who has, you know, who have been able to fix their issues of excessive sweating under their armpits with sweat block. And it was created by a doctor who was dealing with the same issues. So needless to say, if you have any worries about just how valid this product is, it is doctor recommended and doctor tested. So if you're someone you love or care about is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, that's getting in the way of everyday life. Try Sweatblock today and save 20% with the promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon. Welcome back to today's crossover show between the Locked On Gamecocks and Locked On Mizzou podcast, where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. I am once again continuing my conversation here with John Miller over at Locked On Mizzou. We've talked about the biggest storyline for both these teams heading into this matchup. So, John, I'll start off with you real quick. In terms of a key matchup, what's one area in this game that you're going to be paying the most attention to in terms of how it could shift the the game's final outcome? Yeah, I'm actually really interested to see which team can actually pick up short yardage situations because it seems like I know Missouri has, and just statistically on paper, it seems like South Carolina has struggled in in converting those short yardage situations, especially via the run. I, I don't know so much about the pass, but at a certain point, to keep drives alive, almost every drive is going to have a third down and one, third down and two, often these days a fourth and one, a fourth and two as much as teams are going for it these days. So to me, I, I think that could very well be where this game gets decided because I really do expect this to be a pretty close and, and low-scoring ball game like I think you do too, Andrew. So that's a, a very broad matchup that I'm looking at. Not, not so much a one-on-one matchup, but something in the trenches there to look at. Well, again, John, it's real funny that you mentioned that because, um, you know, this past weekend, South Carolina facing Texas A&M in Williams-Brice that was actually a problem of theirs. It was third down offense, but especially in short yard situations, which kind of goes against what 
the norm in terms of thought would be in that regard. And there were players at press conferences on Tuesday afternoon who talked about this at length. Christian Bill Smith, the running back for South Carolina, said that I got to do a better job of gaining those one, two, tough bull yards in those situations. Austin Stockner, tied in for South Carolina, said the exact same thing. So that is certainly going to be something that could be a big deciding factor in this football game if we think it's going to be as close as it's going to be. A key matchup that I'm going to be paying attention to is not so much actually a matchup, particularly on the field, but more so the environment and how Missouri's quarterback handles that environment. You alluded to this in the first segment, so I'm sure that you'll be able to bounce off of this very easily here. But just to give the people who are listening and watching to the show today some context here, Brady Cook has been Missouri's starting quarterback throughout the entirety of the season. And it's, you know, maybe a question of if he will be the starter on Saturday. But so far this season, when he has played at home, he has completed 67% of his passes For 901 passing yards, six touchdowns, and two picks. A pretty decent stat line, all things considered. On the road, however, has been a completely different story. Brady Cook has completed 63% of his passes for 527 passing yards, zero passing touchdowns, and five interceptions. Now, of course, there could be a bunch of other confounding factors involved here, but that tells me that road environments do seem to have an impact, at least to a certain extent, on Brady Cook's psyche. And of course, with Sam Horn, he's never played a collegiate snap, at least as far as I know. And so him playing in this kind of an environment, an environment where it's probably going to be a sold out crowd for the South Carolina Missouri contest, again, considering all the momentum South Carolina's got on their side right now, I think that's going to be quite the interesting factor to watch, especially after what they did to Texas A&M's offensive line and offense as a whole this past Saturday. Yeah, I think your questions there are very fair, and I have similar questions. And, and you know, I, as a Missouri fan, I'll, I'll be completely honest, of course, I have a bias toward the Tigers. I would like them to do well. But after – I'm also realistic, too. And so after watching them play against a Vanderbilt defense that, especially against the pass, is among the worst statistically in the entire country, it's hard for me to then say – Oh, yeah, I feel really confident going to to Williams-Brice again, where Cook hasn't shown a lot on the road so far. I thought he had his moments against Florida, I will say that, through a couple of interceptions that definitely he'd like to have back. No question about that. I thought he threw a, just a totally inexcusable interception at home against Vanderbilt this past week. And then Missouri, you know, for the most part, just kind of sat on the ball and tried to let its defense win the game, which eventually it did. But still, that just tells me that, yeah, Missouri's going to – that's going to be the type of game you're looking for once again. Right, for sure. And when looking at the other side of the coin, you know, Missouri's defense, a very vaunted defense, a defense that's much improved this past year, facing South Carolina's offense. This one is more of an individual matchup, a one-on-one in the trenches that I'm going to be paying attention to. And that is South Carolina's left tackle, Ja'Kai Moore, going up against defensive line. Isaiah McGuire for the Missouri Tigers. If you have not watched Isaiah McGuire play so far this season, Gamecock fans, take note of him before this game starts. This guy is extremely physical at the point of attack. He is a guy that in my eyes, just based on some of the game footage I have watched, he is the most balanced pass rusher and rush defender on that defensive front. And again, I'm sure John can definitely add to this as well. And Ja'Kai Moore, you know, he has been a little bit shaky, admittedly, especially in terms of pass protection, which 
surprises me admittedly up to this point in the season because I think that pass protection is sort of where Ja'Kai Moore's strengths lie. Obviously, there's got to be a pretty good reason why he is starting at left tackle right now for this Gamecock football team. But, you know, he did pretty well against Texas A&M. There was one nasty stack that Spencer Rattler did take, I believe, in the second or third quarter that ended up being a strip sack, and it led to a score for the Aggies and got them back into the football game. Isaiah McGuire, in my opinion, is one of those guys that can make you pay over and over and over again if you let him. And considering the fact that Spencer Rattler, you know, that is his blind side. He's a right-handed thrower of the football. I worry greatly about this accumulating over the course of four quarters because if Spencer Rattler does not get enough time in the pocket to sit there and be able to diagnose everything in front of him, I'm not saying he has to have a complete, a clean pocket, that is, every single play. But if Spencer Rattler starts to feel like, you know, that pressure's adding up, you know, he's got eyes in the back of his head. He's trying to listen to footsteps from Isaiah McGuire. He's had issues in terms of pocket navigation this year, John, and that could have a great effect on this football game. And, you know, again, these days, sacks aren't really the numbers. How many pressures can you get? How many quarterback hurries can you get? That is, these days, far more important with how fast offenses are trying to run their plays. So, Right. I think that's going to be a big factor in this football game. If you're looking for a one-on-one, Ja'Kai Moore of South Carolina versus Missouri Tigers, Isaiah McGuire in the trenches. Yeah, I thought the exact same thing when you brought up the pressures. I thought, watch McGuire, even if he doesn't actually get a sack, if he's just if he's causing Rattler to get outside of the pocket before he wants, that's a win for Missouri. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when you look at some other matchups, I think that one thing I'm going to be interested to watch is Missouri's wide receivers going against South Carolina's secondary. You know, John, you could probably speak on this a little bit. Um, You know, the passing game hasn't, in my eyes, really taken flight for you guys this year. And that kind of surprises me to a certain extent because I feel like in terms of receiver depth, Y'all got players out there. You know, you got guys obviously like Luther Burden. You got Toski Dove, who was a really solid receiver for y'all last year. Mookie Cooper, Barrett Bannister, and some other guys probably out there as well. So in terms of Missouri's passing attack versus South Carolina secondary, do you think that that could end up playing a big role in this football game? Well, again, I, I like Missouri's receivers too. I, I, you know, obviously, I'm not going to disagree with you, right? But no, <laughs> uh, seriously, uh, you didn't even mention uh, Dominic Lovett, who's arguably Missouri's best receiver. So yeah, there's a lot of good options there for sure. They've got a lot of a good combination of guys to me who are speed guys and also some possession guys in there as well. But of course, the problem is not only. Do you need a quarterback who can get him the ball? You need an offensive line who can keep the quarterback upright. And without those two elements, it's hard to win as a receiver. Even if you are winning, I saw I went back and watched the All-22 last week against Vandy. There were several times when, whether it was Burden, whether it was Cooper, whether it was Lovett, were getting had potential open spots down the field, but they, there just wasn't enough time to get them the football. So, I hope you're right. <laughs> I hope the Missouri receivers are a huge X factor and a big difference for the Tigers. But the question remains if they can actually get them the football. Very true. And South Carolina does like to play a lot of man coverage on defense. One thing to watch on South Carolina's end, they have been docked for some penalties at times on the edge. So if uh, these Missouri receivers can get a couple of steps of separation against Cam Smith and Darius Rush and these other guys, you know, again, might not make all the throws, might not even have enough time to make all the passes with South Carolina's defensive front. But 
it'll certainly be an interesting matchup to watch in terms of how this game plays out on Saturday. And coming up in just a couple moments, we're going to make our final predictions on how we think this game is going to play out. And again, as we alluded to, I think that we're both going to lean towards the slobber knocker type of football game between the Gamecocks and the Missouri Tigers. But before we get into all of that, we need to let you all know about our friends over at Bet Online, who are the sponsors for today's show. Bet Online is your number one source for football betting info this season, where you can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, and analysis on every game you can find. They're your continued for all of your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute score updates for every sport out there. They're the fastest and easiest way to check out on all of your favorite games and events, including the Major League Baseball postseason, which is now in the World Series. RIP to the Atlanta Braves. You've also got mixed martial arts, boxing, and golf. So head on over to Bet Online on your personal laptop or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action because Bet Online is where the game starts. Welcome back to today's special cross once again between the Locked On Gamecocks and Locked On Mizzou podcast, where we cover your team. Every day, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Andrew Lai, the Locked On Gamecocks Podcast. Once again, here with Locked On Mizzou host John Miller, where we are now going to give y'all our final predictions for this big time matchup between the Gamecocks and the Tigers on Saturday afternoon. Now, John, looking at Bet Online and the spread and over under they have for this game, South Carolina is currently listed as a three and a half point favorite, and the over under is set at 46 and a half points. And I got to say, I think that they've got this spread nailed down to a T. I think that this is going to be a close game. Needless to say, I do not think that either team is going to pull away whoever wins this matchup at the end of the day. I cannot believe that the over-under is higher than 40 points, honestly. I do not see it getting anywhere near close to that number. I think this is going to be one of those games. Honestly, the first team to score 20 points is probably going to end up winning the football game. And with that being said, I had the South Carolina Gamecocks winning this game. I think that South Carolina is going to have a raucous crowd really play in their favor in this football game. And I think it's going to be sort of a similar – and I think it's going to be sort of a similar – formula kind of based on what they did against the Aggies last weekend. Maybe not having a big kickoff return for a touchdown, but a couple of forced turnovers, really rattling whoever starts at quarterback for Missouri. And they get a couple of field goals pitched in as well from Mitch Dieter. And I think that the Gamecocks are going to win this game by a final score of 20 to 17. John, what are your thoughts on how this game's going to play out? Well, I'm laughing because I, I wrote down my score right before you, as you were starting talk, I was like, I bet we have a pretty similar score here. It'll be funny if we pick the exact same thing. I will, I will lift it up, but not the exact same score, but close enough. Missouri, it seems like every game they play on the road in the SEC, somebody scores 17 points. You know what? I'm going to go with South Carolina winning this ball game. 17 to 14. I, I really want to pick Missouri. I really do, but I, I just can't get there. I, I really can't. I just don't trust the offense yet. Again, if they uh, if they would have put 40 points against Vanderbilt on the board last week, I think I would have picked Missouri to win, but I got to be logically consistent here. If they're only going to score 17 on the Commodores, I, I just don't see it on the road. The Missouri offense really hasn't shown up for the most part on the road so far this season. So I, I really see the game playing out 
just like you do. We're, we're pretty simpatico on this one, Andrew. Well, John, it's good to hear. I certainly, of course, hope that South Carolina does manage to pull this game out. And again, there's going to be a lot of factors playing into this contest. South Carolina, can they handle the moment now? they got a lot of more eyes that are going to be looking out on them because of the fact now ranked in the top 25. Missouri, can they put up a good offensive showing and come back from a, I guess, somewhat poor performance against the Vanderbilt Commodores this past weekend? Both of these teams, again, always play a real tight football game. Missouri's defense, really solid. South Carolina on offense will look to try to get enough points to be able to pull this one out in the end. But what do all of you think? How do you think this matchup is going to play out? Whether you listen to the Locked On Gamecocks or Locked On Mizzou podcast, let us know your thoughts in the comments section below if you're watching today's show on YouTube. Or you can shoot us a DM on Twitter. You can shoot me a DM at A-Line underscore SC. You can shoot John a DM over at Locked on Mizzou. Let us know what your thoughts are on this game. And otherwise, we thank you all for listening to today's special crossover edition show between the Locked on Gamecocks and Locked on Mizzou podcast. John, really appreciate doing this with you today. And if you're going to the game, of course, be safe, everyone. Again, let's hope for an awesome game. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and we'll catch you all on our next show on our respective podcast.